I was doing so great, and then the coffee brain kicked in, or the lack of coffee brain. <laughs> you know, roll back the volume on that buzz, it cleans up real nice. It does. There's a way to roll back the volume. Intentionally. <laughs> intentionally, intentionally. So, um... If you usually listen to this podcast first thing in the morning or download it, you might have noticed it was uh, missing from the store this morning mm-hmm. because we had to wait for the um, for the announcement Indeed. because uh, we, we just really wanted to talk about something on this episode that wasn't going to be announced until um, noon Eastern. So yeah, welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. My name is Emily, and I just figured you'd do that by now. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, I loaned something to Andrew after I filmed a demo of it, and the demo uh, will be live at uh, noon Eastern. So already live. Check it out on the YouTube. It is the demo for the newest Benson <laughs> release. It yes. is a fuzz. It's a germanium fuzz called the Benson Germanium Fuzz. <laughs> Charge. Charge. Uh, and uh, Andrew is going to be intolerable I with am. his blues blues lawyer riffs all right. episode. I have a I, <laughs> I, I'm going to need to like level the hell out of your audio because your amp is so much louder than your voice. I've got the amp turned down so much and the preamp on the focus rights turned down to like nine o'clock. Yeah. Sorry. Well, that, that's Tell us about your signal chain, Andrew. Uh, my signal chain is one Fender Modern Player Telecaster Thin Line from 2012 through a, a sinusoid cable directly into a Benson, Ger- Benson Germanium Fuzz. Mm-hmm. And I know you didn't know that thing existed until I just said that, but it does. I said it. 30 seconds ago. God, what is wrong with men? <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Um, and then out of a monster white coily cable into the front of my Fender Tomaster Deluxe Reverb, and then out of the back of the XLR output with the speaker emulator, straight into my focus right 2i4, second generation. <laughs> uh, watch my demo for um, perhaps a more realistic playing take on that pedal um <laughs> yeah that, that sounds a little different when you play it but um it's a really cool pedal uh i've had it for several weeks now um and i'm going to get it back from andrew eventually Aww. but it has some really cool features that they 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 took a look at germanium fuzzes and they're like what's what's wrong with normal fuzzes normal germanium fuzzes and they they fixed it they were like, okay, so germanium fuzzes are very temperature sensitive. So they put in a way to it levels out the, the temperature. So if it starts to cool, it will warm those. Is it, are they diodes? I don't know. Germanium transistors. Transistors, yep. I did know that. 
it's it's early for us. Uh, germanium transistors, and uh, just so you can have consistency in uh, your pedal. It's pretty neat. As well as the impedance knob. Because people always say, like, oh, fuzzes, you know, if you roll if you roll back the volume on your guitar, you uh you get a a nice overdrive sound. People like to say that. But mm-hmm. then you have to roll back the volume on your guitar. So on this you can just turn the impedance knob and it gives you that same effect without having to screw with the volume on your guitar. Because mm-hmm. ostensibly, ostensibly if you roll ostensibly if you roll back the volume on your guitar, you have to compensate the volume in other ways, right? Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll use like a boost after the fact or something. Yeah. Um, or you're just playing through an amp that's so loud it's compressed to high heaven and doesn't matter. But I've got the, <laughs> the gain on this thing is nearly dimed out now. But I've got the impedance knob all the way up, which is like rolling down. It's like just a little bit of just a little bit of dirt, but I mean that's that's yeah. kind of spanky and and fine if I just turn this off. Just doesn't have that pizzazz. If you turn what off? I just turned off the Benson for that last. It sounded just sounded the same. It sounds different in my ears. Okay. It's something weird happening. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. That sounds. Weird. It's so loud. This is going to be such a pain in the ass to edit. Why do you do this shit to me? I can unplug it if you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just having Uh, fun. No, like we can play. You can play a little bit, but it's just like the volume difference is what's going to be a pain in the ass. It doesn't, it's already happened. You've already done it to me. It's too late. It's It's too late to apologize. Mm. Shout out to Steve. Rao for my inspiration on that. Do you have like the attenuator on that amp or something? Because it sounded really dirty even without the fuzz. So if I turn the fuzz, so the fuzz is off. This is yeah. My name is Andrew, and here's my clean tone. That's not clean. That sounds really dirty. That's very growly. It doesn't sound like it in my ears. I'm going to blame. Let me turn this down. That that sounds clean now. That sounds clean. All right. Yeah. And if I... A little bit of... Is that the Benson now? No, that was just notching the volume up to where I like it on on the amp. Okay. I like it right around like four. It's kind of like my sweet spot. That's really volume at four. Yeah, but oh, the the number four, not the um, clock position four. Correct. I was like, what the? (laughs) I mean, that sounds overdriven. Well, we're just gonna chalk this up to some good old live stream fun. That's okay. It's not live. (laughs) Check out my demo. That's probably the best way to do this. This is why I don't do this. That demo, like when I filmed it, like as I was filming it, I'm like, yeah, this pedal, this pedal sounds really nice. And then I was, as I was editing, I'm like, this pedal sounds so good. 
Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This thing sounds glorious in my ears. I mean, if I just yeah. crank, crank, ta-da. I mean, that just sounds really nice. So nice and rich and so much, all the overtones and the undertones and the harmonics and all of the pizzazz and whatever you want to call it. All the words. All the, all the words, words in the dictionary. I'm going to throw them right at you. This It's going to make all sense. It's rich. It's creamy. And ultimately, I don't care how it's described. I just enjoy it. And I think that's, yeah, it's fine. I'm not usually like a fuzz person, but like that's, that is a great fuzz. I I have to applaud um, Chris Benson and team, team for that one, because it's, yeah, it's a winner in my book. My thing with fuzz is I've always like loved germanium, but just not the most consistent, which is fine. But I mean, it's just part of like the... It has been part of the nature of the beast, but knowing that it's getting cooked to exactly 95 degrees on the inside, like I'm watching it preheat right now. It's like a little easy bake oven. Yeah, it's orange. And then when it's like at temperature, it's green. Yep. So Can you I turn just- up your, your vocal microphone? I've, I've not asked to do that literally in months, but. Check, check. One, two, one, two. There we go. I'm uh, going to comp- I'm going to compress the shit out of this. There's sure. no way. Yeah, sorry. Also, I'm cussing a lot this episode, but I kind of, I've kind of given up bleeping it. <laughs> Stop. Okay, that's enough. I've had enough. I've had enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me turn this down. Our listener retention for this episode is going to be just like bad. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the, uh, does he even play guitar? Kind of comments. And, and, uh, well, when we were doing the pre-show, you were playing all these like blues lawyer riffs. <laughs> um, or are you playing like some ACDC or something? I don't really remember. Uh, I just know that riff is the Viagra ad and I have no idea what song it's from. Wait, hum it. Dad, I can't hum that. Okay, fine. Pick, pick up the guitar and play it, but don't plug it back. Don't turn it back on. Mm. I feel like that might be George Thorgood. I don't remember what it is. That's like that's some like bluesy thing. That might be how 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 how. I don't know. I know. I honestly, I I just remember hearing it in a commercial. Got stuck in my head for like a week, and then I just picked up a guitar. I'm like, I need it out of my head. It's three power chords. It's so easy. So I just, oh, it is Howlin' Wolf. <laughs> well, there we go. Smoke smokestack lightning. So no, I did. I was playing that. I played "Alive" by Pearl Jam. I was just joking around with that. Did an Aerosmith song. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a little bit of Nirvana and stuff that my dad taught me. It kind of reminds me. I'm learning. So I have this. Um, I've had this Bliss Factory for a while, and I haven't demoed it yet. Yep. And I really want to. Maybe I'll do that today or something. Um, if I get some other work done, but. I was listening to Song Exploder, uh, the episode of the Semisonic Song Closing Time, which I highly recommend that episode. Like, I had known some of the story behind that song, but not all of it. Like, I knew it was about the birth of his child, but um, I didn't realize that, uh, like, some other things about um, the hardships that kind of came with that birth like it was i think the baby was premature there was some there were some issues and i think the song was released like around the time they took the baby home from the hospital and as in the ambulance coming home from the hospital the ambulance driver says i'm not supposed to do that but didn't you write the song closing time 
<laughs> I know who I want to take me home. Um, but apparently, you know, they're, they're a Minnesota band and ZVEX is a Minnesota brand. Yes. So apparently Zachary had, um, given, given, um, given, um, Dan Wilson a fuzz factory, uh, really early on. Which means that the solo and closing time might be one of the first times a fuzz factory was used on a hit record. Or maybe any record, honestly. So I learned, I've been learning that song. <laughs> it's Trip easy. Out. Yeah. It's, I love that kind of trivia. Reverb just retweeted, um, uh, well, tweeted again about the article I wrote for them about mistakes in popular recordings that made the songs better fancy yeah twitter mm. yeah it always, gets, now. it always gets like my mentions always kind of blow up i'm like oh oh look at all of these uh directors at radio stations liking this tweet i wonder if they would play sunday crush <laughs> it's nice that you're getting credit for it yeah they um they credited in the tweet you know it says, who's at emily on guitar you can't read any of that I can't read any of that now, but know. Um, shout out to a friend of the show, Taylor Adams from Deep Space Devices. Uh, that poor dude just did the most incredible artwork and one of his friends posted it to Reddit. It immediately went to the front page of Reddit with like 12K upvotes, but then all what? the moderators kept deleting all of the credit comments saying, hey, credit Why? to this artist. I don't know, but so he's getting, he got like on several posts, like 10, 11, 12 and, and more like thousand, um, upvotes and no credit. Why didn't they let them credit the artist? I do not know the answer. I, it's just not fair. It's not fair to him. Yeah. Go check out yeah. his artwork. Strong recommend. Yeah. You, and most people, like you said, know him from Deep Space Devices, but I, I know that he's also one of your Fox Cairo artists. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can get a pedal topper with his art. It's pretty neat. <clears throat> I need to tell you what I want for my Ernie Ball volume pedal, Junior you Topper. Do. I know. We've got ideas. What? I've got do you a, have ideas for me because I don't have any um, for myself. Hang on a second. He took his headphones off for those who are listening to the podcast. He's got his sweatpants on. He's got his Papa, Papa, pa Papa slippers. I was it, describing what it you says were Papa wearing. Bear. So I've got this. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I do not want that. <laughs> um, I need to, I've had this for like a week and a half and I just haven't taken the photos of it to release and I, I need to. Um, well, hopefully the moment hasn't passed. It's possible, and if that's the case, I can't force people to like things. That's okay. I just want to release things that are I gonna, are you going to do a Dogecoin one? <laughs> Game stocks. Um, Game stocks. This one, Melissa designed. Ooh. Oh, that's really pretty. Um, and I don't think Melissa is like taking like commissions from everybody on the planet at the moment, but I bet she would take one from me. I got her I postcard. Would, it was really, really sweet. She would. I'm sure she would take one from you. Absolutely. She enjoys Tell her doing I got her. her postcard and it was very nice of her. Aw. Yeah. Um, no, there's, I, I mean, there's send you the, I could send you the um, art from the cover of the Sunday Crush. Yeah, that could be record. cool. That would be cool because I have the shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Get the matching volume pedal to boot. No, nah, yeah, that'd be really good, 
actually. I'm excited now. I think yeah. that that might be a winner. Send me the art. I'll uh, put it together, and we can get it framed around the uh, the, the LED screen on it. And mm-hmm. LED LCD. I don't know what kind of screen it is. Uh, it's the screen in the middle of the volume pedal. <laughs> that thing. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's LCD because isn't that like high tech televisions? I don't know if they're high tech anymore. I think that's an old technology. That. Yeah. Do I have anything at my house that I need to like give to you, or that? Do you have anything at your house you need to give back to me? I've got the Benson oh. that I need to give oh, back to, and I've got yeah, the OC five. You, you can hold on to that one for a while. Um, Side note. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I won't subject you to the uh, to the awesomeness that it was. Um, but I did plug in the ukulele through the Benson fuzz. And cranked the amp, and it was feeding back so much, it was great. Yeah, I, I was just like goofing around with chords and stuff, and then I would like let something ring out and just like put right in front of the amp and let it feed back. And my kids like ah, running out the room, and yeah, it's great. You know, in my demo for the ukulele, I uh, put it through the, and actually it was them for the OC five. I put it through an ukulele, um, and the poly mode sounds really cool. I recommend that. I might have to do that. It was a little, uh, I, I think the tone could benefit from that, running that in front and then into the fuzz. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound the best on its own. But I don't think ukulele is like concert ooks, ukes. Like, uh, that's not this. I think it's hard to get like the great sound out of them. Like, I know it's possible, but I have to also have to imagine those are very nice ukuleles in the hands of very um, accomplished. And talented individuals. I, yeah, so I've, I've got a buddy that's got a really nice Koa tenor ukulele, and mm. uh, like he he's a worship director, and his, his full time job is uh, music. And so I think it's like a I don't remember what I don't remember if it was a brand or a custom build. I just remember looking like, wow, that sounds incredible. Uh, but it's yeah. he put like a not a K and K mini because that's not the one I think of um, Anthem. Um, LR bags. He put an LR bags in it and it okay. just sounded so good. Well, they um, make good stuff. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's definitely something to be said about, um, some of the nicer sounds. I think with the Fender one at the price point it's at, it's got the, 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 this one's got the Fender brand preamp. You've got the Fission brand preamp. And I yeah. think that is good enough to make some good old fashioned rock and roll on, but it's not going to be like <laughs> super pure. Like it, it's a jazz master shape ukulele. We're not expecting like super pure, like classic ukulele tones, mm-hmm. which is no. I'm, I'm okay with. I'm pr- very yeah. much okay with it. I'm very much into the, uh, let's make some noise. Let's have some fun. I like Joe Braga from the group uh, in front of the show. She always posts, doesn't always post, but she's often posted about um, someone builds electric baritone ukuleles Ooh. that essentially also function as tenor guitars, depending right. on how you tune it, how you string them, how you tune them. So those are those have always been interesting to me. But I'm just like, I'm not really in the market. Oh gosh, who's the woman builder in Tennessee that I was talking to on Instagram? Like honestly, if I get something else anytime soon, it's going to be one of hers. You don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, gosh. What is her name? I'm upset with myself. Uh, Not going to lie. Having the ukulele 
ukulele. Um, ukulele? I'm probably butchering the pronunciation. Having it here, like just up on the wall and like within your easy reach has definitely uh, got me out of a little bit of a stagnant funk with playing that I've had because I've just been picking it up and just walking around the house with it. And Yeah. I was making myself breakfast burritos yesterday, watching the uh, all the veggies I was going to put in it, like cook, cook down into the butter, just sitting there playing around on it. Oh, it's fun. My family's definitely concerned because I'm just like walking around, like saying absolutely nothing, but just playing random chords on, on the uke. Uke. Just walking around like the bard of the house that no one wants. So it's a lot of fun. It's just, it's so much fun. Dismal, dismal axe. Oh, axe. She's uh, based out of uh, Tennessee. And she makes guitars and basses from locally salvaged materials. And she has posted a bunch of pictures of a custom build that she did that was a tenor guitar. And it might have been the most beautiful tenor guitar I've ever, I've ever seen. It was so beautiful. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So check, check out uh, Dismal Axe AX <clears throat> if you're curious. Her prices are pretty... Reasonable. Her name's Gwen. Stefani? <laughs> I don't know what her last name is. <laughs> well, that so we can't rule that out then. No, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we've never seen her and Gwen Stefani in the same room, so. Ah, Gwen Forrester. I'm going to pretend like you didn't hear that, and uh, we're just going to say you could have a guitar built by Gwen Stefani. Maybe. You'll Gwen have to find Forrester. out. Gwen Forrester. Gwen Forrester. All right. <laughs> I thought you said you weren't going to wear sweatpants anymore while we recorded this podcast. <laughs> he scoots farther under the <laughs> under the table. Well done. Well done. So I, I guess I, I do want to kind of backtrack and say big thanks to to Benson and Maz Distro for letting um, us be a part of the the launch for the Benson Germanium Fuzz. Uh, it's always makes me feel very good and appreciated when that kind of thing happens. I feel like I've been sitting on this big secret for months. A while. And uh, oh, yeah. Because I, I knew about it like well before you you passed it off to me, and then when you finally passed it off, you're like, "It's like oh, I unplugged it." And I'm like, "Whoa!" So um, yeah, we've had it. It's kind of we've had it so long. I I had to refilm the demo because so much of my life had changed. Like my setup had changed so much. I, um, I no. So for me, I think the thing that really solidifies it is like a is a super standout more so than just the. I knew about it. I got excited about it. The the initial excitement of like the the you know the honeymoon phase of just knowing about it kind of like wore off, and it. And so by the time I got it, I'm like, okay, like I've known about this, and it's no longer like this hype item in my mind. Um, and I went to go plug in, and immediately, boom, my brain's like, that's different. That is <laughs> that. It, like everything in my brain kind of fired off as that's exactly what I think a germanium fuzz should sound like. Like if I think, Seriously. If I think germanium fuzz in my head and think about what that would sound like and then plug into this. It's exactly that. It is the perfect yeah. germanium fuzz. There's just so 
I think that really solidified this for me as a uh, absolute winner. Yeah. Cheating snob is so cool. It's really cool. Like, so like the, the easy bake oven part of it, super rad. And I think, uh, I think they, they got a patent on that. They were posting about a couple months back and everyone's like, what's the patent for? Um, I think most people missed it, but I'm saying like, I know, I know, I know. Uh, honestly though, the impedance thing, super sick because I mean, like the sheet that the, the, like the pre suggested preset sheet that it comes with basically oh, hits the sheets. entire range of dirt from like oh, boost yeah. to overdrive to like a medium drive to distortion to all out fuzz. Like there's a whole bunch in there. I'm like, there's no way a fuzz pedal does that. And as I was getting to know the impedance knob and how interactive that is, um, holy heck. I remember, uh, holy heck. I remember watching a video of, for, from that pedal show a few years back and they were showing off what you could do with a, with an old fuzz face by rolling back the volume on your guitar all the way. I remember watching that and thinking that is like supreme clean tone, Mm -hmm. but there's no way you could possibly like, it's just not Mm -hmm. reasonable to pull that off in a live setup. No, I don't know why you would. It's, it's not ideal. Yeah, no. But I mean, it sounds great. I'd use it as studio setup, but just, yeah. Since yeah. We're and also, you know, everyone's pickups are different too, so it'll help you find the sweet spot with your pickups, even if they're super high output all the time or lower output. Oh, yeah. We're finally showing it on the camera. The camera. Chimera. Now, should I try to eat it? Ah. No. Why? That's not the okay. Did you do that for another pedal that I missed or forgot about? I think I did that for the in and out fuzz. That is oh, that right. one is not what I think of when I think germanium fuzz. I hated that thing. <laughs> it's so gross. There and if you're confused, there was Andrew loaned me some weird DIY type fuzz once that had some in and out stickers on it, and I filmed a demo and I'm like, this is the stupidest. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I've ever used it for and thought I could maybe use that for a sound, uh, it was just plug basically diming out the entire thing and running it through a bass rig. That was like before I was talking uh, in my demos and I'm just like making gestures like, yep. Like who, like the, like the universal whose man is this gesture. Right. No, it was phenomenally bad. Um, and I plan on never getting rid of it. I mean, what, like, what, how could you get rid of it other than throwing it in the garbage? I was going to say, there's a trash can right over there. Yeah. It, it, it is a sound, but anyways, uh, this guy I've been very much enjoying. I don't want to give it back anytime soon, but I will if you ask nicely. Um, but I'm also like, I've been playing it about every day that I can. Okay. I know. I'm slightly obsessed. I might have to buy one. Well, I'm sure we could arrange something. <clears throat> Tell you what, Mr. Sometimes Benson. This pod, sometimes this podcast costs us money because then we like a thing and we're like. I know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, costing us money, that reminds me, I need to send an email to Gary Cooper from Parts Caster Concierge. Oh, 
our our sponsor for this episode. Our sponsor for this episode, and um, hopefully the I gave, per- I gave you a lot of crap for last week's ad read, and I maintain you 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 read it like <laughs> like as if you had no idea who the sponsor was and was just going for some weird generic. Like, listen, friends, health, wealth, gospel, barber, drop a drop. Like it sounded very very weird. Like like I want to give an inspirational speech about nothing. Um. Sure, which is a great um, segue unrelated into uh, I I will give a a speech at someone's wedding and I'll have no idea who they are. Um, Small fee, $20. I'll I'll fly out to your wedding. I'll I'll, I'll go in the negative personally to give that inspirational speech just for the fun of it. Let's talk about parts. Let's talk about parts. Caster concierge. 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm part French. I should know how to pronounce this. Um, it's true. It's not how, that's not how language works, though. Well, that is fair. Cause I'm, I'm also. Anyways, enough about my uh, my bloodlines. Parts caster concierge. So I need to send Gary an email. I need to get a quote from him on an HSS strat body. Uh, Melissa, I talked about doing a parts caster build together for our five-year anniversary. It was a couple weeks ago and life has just put us completely through the ringer. So I need to start getting together my my parts list, start getting quotes from folks and uh, put together a, a proposed budget of what how we're going to do this and figure out how we're going to pay for it. But yeah, uh, the whole point of that concierge. though is like concierge. Um, but the whole, the base of all of this, the plan is to go with parts caster concierge, um, because Gary does great prices. I, their competitors yeah. charge a lot more. And the thing about parts caster builds is they can rack up real quick. Um, so anyways, I want to, what I specifically want is I want Gary to do an HSS strat, um, body unfinished and I want to, um, work on the paint job with Melissa. And I think that'll be really fun as like a, a as a joint project. What um, kind of what are you thinking as far as paint or color? Probably going to stray away from staining it, but I could be wrong. Um, I've got it some ideas. On the wood, doesn't it? I think it does depend on the wood, and I think it depends on what Melissa and I want to get into. Because um, I mean, we could just rattle can it. Um, We'll do that. But I don't want to just rattle can it. So. Okay. I'm going to say this is going to sound like the biggest baby thing I've ever said in my life. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Rattle canning a whole guitar really exhausts your hand. (laughs) It is. It hurts. That's very. Because you have to. It's so much pressure that you're just like pushing down a little. That's why they make those like. Like grabber things that you just spray. Like. I, I have a lot of respect for true graffiti artists uh because damn that is that hurts so much i mean i suppose if you've never been a teenage male um just the one finger dude what the the hell are you doing with that what are you doing with that i don't want to know it's only one thing you could do with the one finger and most people don't admit to that on a podcast that's that nasty. got flipped back on me. Um, Good. <laughs> no, uh, I've got some ideas for what I want to do with it. I've always loved like um, I keep wanting to call it straight, like slate or like a gunmetal gray, but I know that's not the right term. Um, like a tungsten. Char- 
tungsten or like a charcoal frost um, with a torque guard looks so good. So something like that could be fun. Um, I don't know. I need to talk to Melissa about the paint, but what, one of the things we talked about was we absolutely want to go through the painting, painting process together on it. Should you know, you could like hand paint some designs and then do a nitro finish over it. Cause you don't have to, you don't have to, um, sand between uh, layers of nitro. Right. Thought about, we've thought about hand painting a little bit. We're, we're not sure what we could do. We thought about trying to do like a, um, wallpaper, wallpaper finish. Um, so many ideas. I've always wanted to do a wallpaper finish because like, there's so much great, like wrapping paper out there. Like really a lot of, I don't know. I don't know if we could pull it off, but part of me wants to try doing like a wallpaper finish and then doing, um, a solid color over the top and then just relicking enough off the edge to where the wallpaper shows through in the corner. I think you could do that. Um, but normally with a wallpaper, what you do is you have to do kind of a burst around the edges to hide the hard edges. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it would, it would probably be more like relicking like on kind of this part yep. versus this part. Right. Like the big meat of it. So doing some of that. And then if we do a nitro finish as well, what I I want, really want to do is force it to, uh, um, cause I don't necessarily love like full on, full on relic, but I do like the idea of doing, um, like some checking. Mm-hmm. So and, like keep it on the cold and put it next to the fire for a minute. Right. Stuff like yeah. that. Um, there's a is num- it more humidity or is it temperature that does? I think it's temperature. temperature. Yeah. Um, and I've seen like, um, I've seen like tutorials on like, you basically take a can of compressed air, turn it upside down. And it, like, because that comes out so cold, then you got to wipe it up. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Please don't hurt your guitar by doing that without reading up on professionals articles first. <laughs> I could be misremembering. I mean, I would, I would, whatever wood he, he uses, Maybe ask him to include some scraps of it or go that's to not a bad idea. Lowe's. That's what I did to test the dog hair finish um, that I'm going to do is, you know, I went, I bought that same wood. I tried different things. I, I made like markings on the side. Like this is with one layer of shellac. This is with two, three, four. And like, sure. yeah. <clears throat> so all of that said, uh, just going through parts caster concierge website, looking at options, all of that. I'm finding myself super inspired. I think you'll find yourself super inspired and I highly recommend everyone gives it, a, gives it a look. We've still got at least six to eight more months, probably of more or less being in quarantine and we've got time. There's, this is a great project. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not full six to eight, but we've got time. We've got, <laughs> I don't like to think about it like that. We've got time and this is a great way to spend said time. Yeah. Damn, that was that just depressed me a little. Well, I'm not trying to be depressing. I'm trying to be positive. Oh, jeez. <sighs> yes, last night Rick asked me where I would want to go when COVID's over and I said anywhere. <laughs> <sighs> I finally got out and did some out- outdoor activities yesterday. In fact, shout out to a friend of the show, Zach Hale. Uh, we went disc golfing yesterday oh. and uh, 
I am still sore. My neck was cracking all night. <laughs> Turns out I've been more or less sitting exactly where I'm sitting now for most of this pandemic. And um, I'm standing right now. Lucky I do not have a standing desk. You can get uh, those extensions. They're like 150 bucks. That's what Rick got. Or you can just get like an Ikea or Target table. I, those If you stack, stack that on a desk, it's like the perfect height. I have a uh, Ikea butcher block table right now. Yeah, those are the ones. Yeah. Oh, no, the little the little baby ones, like the side tables, essentially. No, no, like the, the full butcher block, like. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, but like on, you would stack it's it like on top of your regular. Fan. You would stack the little itty bitty table on top of your normal desk. And it's like it's essentially a standing desk height when you do that. Yeah, I it's can't. like perfect. We're We're about the same height and it's pretty spot on for me. Well, anyways, <laughs> I've been sitting here for a very long time and getting out and getting some exercise. Um, one, I am very sore. I should not be this sore, which is just proof that I need to get out and do more. Uh, two, <laughs> I had a blast. Zach is a great dude. Um, I really enjoyed that time out, um, getting to be social and talk about life and Seattle and our careers and, you know. It was a good time. So I really appreciated that. And I meet, went home and immediately ordered myself like a six pack of discs. <laughs> oh God. I thought you were about to say a beer. I'm like, doll, you just counteracted everything. Oh no, no, no. I, I, I had like three beers last night. I completely counteracted all of it. Muscle relaxant. That's what I was telling myself. So uh, my back was I got like, my, I got, I got my brother and I both those like chirp wheels that you see ads for everywhere that kind of stretch out your back. And massage it. Mm. And like, we, I, we're both super duper into it. Uh, so, so I got home and like my back is super sore. I'm like, all right, I just got to like a little bit of yoga, something like stretch on my back. But I don't typically do that a lot. Certainly not inside the house. I know it's kind of embarrassing, especially with all the family around. Stretching I feel weird your about back it. is a weird position that you have to put yourself into. Yes. So I, I came in here and like well, everyone is in the rest of the house. And I'm like, I'm just going to come in here real quick and spend two minutes stretching out my back. And I'm, I'm doing, I don't know, like you lay like flat, but then you put your arms up and you stretch up. So like your legs are flat out, but you're like, I don't know what that position's called. Stretching your back? Yeah. I think it's called like bridge. No, no, but like I was face down. I don't know what you're talking about then. Face down, my legs are flat in the ground and right about where my pelvis is, I start like arching up. Oh, and use... serpent? Like, oh gosh, I think that's... Something yoga. like that. I was just doing that and Melissa came walking, uh, walking to the room. I didn't hear her coming and I just heard, <laughs> and I look over and she's just giggling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was great. Um, no, it's not the puppy pose. And then I started laughing and then I fell flat in the ground and I started like, I was trying not to like audibly laugh, but then I was belly laughing. It's like my whole Cobra. I was so close. Cobra. Cobra. So close. Cobra Kai. Um, No. So I was like completely belly laughing and then like my beer gut was then like bouncing. And then I had the thought of like, I probably look like a seal, like trying to walk across the sand. Like, you know, like, (laughs) and then I said that out loud and then Melissa started laughing louder and it was great. If you're going to be embarrassed, yeah. you got to fully lean into it. I'm a big fan of cat lift and cat arch. 
those those help me a lot. I tend to do those after boxing, but my my boxing gym is open and um I don't feel comfortable going. I don't feel comfortable going out to gyms right now, at least until family members who are at more risk are vaccinated. My husband was like, I would feel comfortable if you went, if that was like your one thing. I'm like, yeah, but then I could like never comfortably see like my brother and his family again. I'm yeah. feeling like I was potentially putting them at risk. I feel like with my current like state of like out of shapeness, I think I could pretty safely like go disc golfing a couple times a week. And that would yeah. be, that would be positive. That would be positive growth. So. Yeah. I actually, I ordered a boxing bag. It's a little back ordered, but it's going to be here soon, like eventually. And it's going to be here before probably I get vaccinated. So, well, there you go. The first workout is filling it with 300 pounds of sand. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's because it's a floor mounted one. If it, our ceilings are so high, I don't think that we could do like a, a ceiling mounted heavy bag. Cause if we did, like I could just fill it with like clothes. Cause that's what normal bags are filled with is like fabric. Really? But yeah. Huh. Like fabric scraps. Makes sense. I've, yeah. Um, so you have to actually fill it up with, with sand. Some people use gel and then are like, how do I get the gel out and refill it with sand? I've, I've done some reading up on it and see what other people's experiences are, but it's base. It's like, it's called fight camp. It's basically the Peloton of um, boxing. So well, anyways, uh, all of that to say, important reminder, take care of yourself. It's yeah. been a long year. There's still more time to go. And uh, it's January. Actually, it's February 2nd. It's Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Um, no, self-care is really important. I've said that several times in the podcast. I have also neglected that for myself personally more than I care to admit. And I'm making a conscious decision to uh, socialize a little bit in the outdoors with other folks to throw Plastic discs, hundreds yes, of feet. Chase them, right? Um, chase them, search for them. Yeah. You don't know what disc golf I'm, is? I'm just very bad at throwing a frisbee, so my interest in it is very low. I feel the same way about ping pong. I've always been very bad at it, and my interest is not good. I had a job interview once, and they made me play ping pong against them. But before that, I had already like read up on the company. I knew they got covered on some big website for like weird hiring practices or things that like hiring managers do to like get a better feel for whether or not someone's a good fit for the company. And they were like, we do ping pong and we, we have uh, applicants rate their uh, confidence with ping pong. And then we have them play one of our employees and he makes it like, in, like harder and harder. I'm like, but that, like, I suck at ping pong to begin with. So, like, my confidence in ping pong is zero. I just, like, what does this have to say about me as an employee other than I don't like to waste my time doing things I'm already really bad at? Sure. Also, they started that interview an hour late. I had to take, like, <laughs> my lunch break. And then, like, in the interview, they're like, okay, so we see that your uh, salary requirement is uh, $40,000. And, you know, um, we're not sure that we could quite get get there. Uh, we see this more of as like a lower level position. And I was like, "Why did you bring me in? Right. You're not going to pay me. Like if you, why would you waste my time like that? 
I was so angry. And then they said, oh, we'd like to take you, like, a, a week later, like, oh, we'd like you to take the next step in this process. And uh, we were, we wanted you to come in and, and work with us for a couple of days. And I'm like, no. If, if like, if after three interviews, hours, and also you reached out to me, you don't know if you want to hire me, then I don't want to work for you. Sure. And I think it was a great decision. They were basically queuing me up to take a pay cut for a job that right. they were trying to like hire me for. I'm like, screw you guys. That's less than ideal. I have no explanation for the ping pong. However, I spent a lot of time playing ping pong in college. I'm not amazing, but I can hold my own. And my GPA yeah. reflects that. <laughs> and so something that I like to do when I'm playing ping pong with someone I've never played ping pong before is I like to take it easy. Um, and you, it, I want people to feel like they're doing well. Uh, and well, and so I'll play a few rounds, play a few rounds. Like, man, like I'm really getting the hang of this thing. I'm like, okay, not bad. All right, here we go. And they'll be like, why are you smiling? And I'll say, because I know something you don't know. And they'll just give me the, huh? And then I'll say, I am not left-handed. Whoop. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause I can play with both hands. Isn't I'm just way from- better with my right hand. Isn't that from A Princess Bride? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I did that to Melissa because for some reason we managed to get married and then like have been married for several years. And last year was the first time we played ping pong together. Um, and I did that to her and she was so upset with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I mean, <sighs> I watched Saturday Night Live last night. and Oh, one shoot, of that the- was last night. And one of the quotes from it was from the, uh, it was a uh, weekend update sketch. It was the lady who's always yelling outside at me from her window or something like that. Uh-huh. And, um, she was, t- she was like, she said something about waking up in an Ikea dumpster. And Michael Chase said, why did you wake up in an Ikea dumpster? And she said, because I fell asleep in there. <laughs> and it, <laughs> I'm like, damn. That almost makes me wish that I could tell a story where I woke up somewhere weird and then someone would ask me why and I could respond because I fell asleep in there. <laughs> it's like, damn, that was good. That's like the that's like the perfect balance of like really dumb yet really intelligent. It's like something like a like a five year old would say. I know. Like, why did you like, fall asleep yeah. there? Because I fell asleep. Because why did you wake up what? there? Because I fell asleep there, Dada. <laughs> that's the it's just, that's the, it's no matter of a fa- a fact. It it answers the question without answering the question. It was very funny, and right. I'm like, damn. I need to go back and watch that. Like, why did you? Oh man, yeah. On tour, I remember waking up under under Daniel from Deep Times uh, kitchen table. Why did you wake up under? That guy's kitchen table because I fell asleep there. No, but that was the drummer. He slept under the table. <laughs> I slept on the sofa. Well. Shout out to Daniel from Deep Time. Very hospitable. Very talented. Great guy. Well, this has been a very exciting week of gear. There's more exciting weeks of gear coming out soon. I personally... Mm. Have been really enjoying the uh, my like my inner child that's like woohoo presents, but like it's just new gear day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying that. I'm looking forward to more new 
new gear days. And I recommend, uh, everyone just kind of enjoy like the, it's been a tough year. Like when you have a new gear day, just really lean into it, really enjoy it. It's January. I'm kind of just lumping in all of this together, but also like for me, it has been 12 months. Yeah. It has been a tough, like January for me personally, Mm -hmm. but that's like, you know, get into it, but it's been, I don't know. This is positive me. test negative, you know. Stay positive test negative, which I did test negative last week. Good for you. Um, Glad to hear that. Was very concerned because I was very sick. Um, Oof-da. I'm definitely gonna spend more time playing this today. I'm gonna spend more time playing it the rest of the week. Yeah, because you're gonna want to get those um, walrus pedals after after I demo them. I don't have them yet. That is true. I, I will be very interested in getting my hands on those. Curious to to compare. Uh, I feel like it'd be silly to compare the R one to the to the night sky. Yeah, because they're um, just very different animals. But I need to loan you the astral destiny, or you need to loan me the night sky. I can loan you the night sky, probably. Okay, I suppose. All right. I mean, they're different, but they're also similar. I'd be curious to see what sounds you can get out of them um, that are relatively comparable. Yeah. Night Sky just seems so incredibly flexible that I imagine yeah. the Night Sky would be able to pull off a lot of the sounds that the other ones can. But then like the R1 like has more algorithm algorithms. Like people Night Sky doesn't have a spring. People keep saying um, killer, uh, uh, big sky killer for the walrus one, the R1. I could see that. I mean, it's got a lot of presets. It's like 148 or something. So the reason why I say I could see that is a couple of things. Um, One, it's smaller and footprint is everything. Two, people who (laughs) – I'm going to say something a little rude here. People that have big skies frequently really use like one or two presets and that's it. They've got this giant supercomputer of a reverb and they use like 1% of it. It's that's most people. Sure. Anything that's like that. Like you have the, the line six pod go. Do you think you'll ever fill up like the 240 preset slots? I can imagine that if you were like in a cover band and you Mm -hmm. wanted everything to sound super duper authentic, you would use a lot of those, like a lot of the presets like, Oh, this is my aha preset and this is my um this is my uh nelson preset i don't know this is my cinderella and rat preset so i mean is it understandable to an extent sure at the same time if you've got i I think this is what eventide was trying to get into with the um uh what's the reverb that they just released like a year ago standalone the standalone uh, black black hole. hole Um, so, I mean, it's the one thing, it's the one, it was the most used algorithm for all their users. And like, well, if you're going to, if you're going to have our giant big box reaver pedal and you're only going to use the black hole algorithm, why don't we just give you a cheaper one with just the, it's like, that makes sense in my head. Like if that's really all you're going to use, but if the walrus can pull off what the big sky can do, I could see people ditching the big box unit saying, no, it does the same thing. Um, and I like to think, and maybe it's just me, but I like to think that people are starting to 
for single units uh, or straying away from screens and more into knobs and buttons. Yeah, I don't like staring at screens very much. I don't like staring at screens any more than I have to, says the guy also, who spends like, eight hours a day scrolling social media. I mean, um, I like, – like, yeah, more than I have to. Uh, <laughs> I like I like being able to dial in a sound, a vibe, anesthetic. When I built my first pedal board, I wanted it to be able to do everything. And now I'm like, I just want it to be able to do these five things that it needs to do. And because like, I don't know, man, I just, it's, it's a lot to keep up with. And I I would rather do like five or five, five or so things really, really well than kind of emulate a bunch of things. And also I don't have to, I don't have to do that. I'm not like, I'm not in a cover band anymore. And I would kind of rather just have different setups for the different people with whom I play Versus having one gigantic setup. But, you know, maybe a Sunday Crush gets more into pedals as a group and maybe as we write new songs, I might see myself um, diving into some new solutions for for what I do. Um, maybe more sounds in there because, like, the singer Jenna, she has a a big old pedal board now and uh, has a lot of really great sounds on it. And um, so now that I won't just be trying to emulate songs from a, a record that I didn't record on as we move into new things, I hope that gives me, you know, more opportunities to experiment with different things and as a group and see what we like and what fits and I just want to make sure that whatever I do, I can, I can recreate it live. Sure. That's, that's my big thing. Nope. Totally hear that. I'm definitely curious to get my hands on the R1. I got my hands on the D1 last year. Uh, it Nam. That was one of my favorite, if not my favorite pedal releases from Nam last year. And I think, I think there's a strong case to be made that that could be your entire wet section is just those two. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. What I've, what what's funny to me though is, um, and I've noticed this from from the demo channel, guitarists really hate bending over and turning knobs. Like I've really learned that. I've really learned that since since starting the demo channel. Um, as people don't want to bend over and like on a preset, they want to be able to do everything with their feet. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense, I suppose. I don't know. I just. I mean, I'm one to talk, but uh, I have the automaton uh, for the different gain stages on my on my Sunday Crush board. Sure. Yeah. But again, one to talk. Um. So I need. I don't know. Now I'm thinking about what I want to do a demo of today. Also, can I just shout out this pedal that I've been having a lot of fun with the uh, Ranger FX Reverb X. Oh, nice. Yeah, I demoed this a while ago, and I just brought it back out to get some uh, shoegazy kind of sounds on um, a cover that Sunday Crush is doing for a project. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this thing is great. It's so small. It's like a little shoegaze in a box kind of deal. Totally. I really love it. Yeah. I love it. 
talking we gotta we gotta wrap it up with a little, a little mention of gear you know i feel like we didn't really have a topic this episode but no uh, the topic is gear and it's sometimes it's just good to to talk about gear and to and all of this gear talk is getting me uh it's getting me very excited and i'm gonna have to go uh just play some gear I, know, I think yeah i mean there there are things coming up for me for the demo channel i can't talk about yet that are very 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 exciting yes so i know about some of the that. things yeah you only know because i actively told you because i that was that was a first personal email communications mm, yep but you did tell me and i do know the things and i'm not completely full of it this time or yes yes not to imply that i wasn't completely full of it last mm. time <laughs> That was like after we finished recording, I was like, Andrew, what did you know that I didn't know? And he's like, Did you not remember that email? I'm like, Yeah, I remember that email. I thought you were talking about something else. Nope. Nope. I, I, I knew what I was talking was about. But it, it, oh, whatever, dude. Whatever. Because <laughs> oh, you were talking about the, the different modes on the Astral Destiny. That's what you knew before anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I, I, I think I like the Sub Shimmer or Astral. The most. Those are my two favorites. I think I'm most interested in playing the Astral. Personally. Mm-hmm. It's so shiny. I just really wish that shiny things. I did my um her strat. Um, I released that demo. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I just wish that. I wish that I had like shine some different colored lights on it because that thing is going to come alive in stage lights. And every once in a while I turn around while I'm working. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that's got a nice, and I'll like take a picture of the holographic look of it. Sure. <laughs> it's really great. Well, I love that guitar, man. Yeah. You know what I think I'm going to do this afternoon? Lovingly, lovingly staring right. at our. Bef- I know. So before I go, I'm just going to say that this afternoon, I think I'm going to do is I'm going to plug in this Benson germanium fuzz temperature controlled. Uh, we and- are so effed if like last minute they decide like they're delaying the release. What would we do? We just wouldn't release an episode. Sure. I would just have to go live on YouTube that day at my lunch break and be like, let's have a pretend episode. It's possible. I'm going to put this in front of... I think I'm going to put this in front of my avalanche run and just with the plate reverb on that and just completely dime it out in place of my bloody Valentine. I think that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> put reverb before the germanium fuzz also though. <laughs> Go before, after it's going to be a Benson fuzz sandwich. It will indeed be a glorious sandwich. I think that's what I'm going to do. It's going to be my afternoon. Oh, man, I'm going to go find myself a sandwich to eat i need to eat something i'm gonna go make myself a breakfast burrito that's what i'm gonna do yep. Ooh, maybe i'll do that instead i did uh so i made like a veritable vat of a uh, breakfast burrito filling yesterday veritable vat. a veritable vat of breakfast burrito filling and so it's like chorizo and egg uh and sausage potato. spam egg mushroom spinach sausage onions and spam? that sounds so salty The sausage wasn't salted. It was just pork sausage with nothing in it. It was just ground pork. Um, and okay. we had half a, can of, half a can of Spam in the fridge that we needed to do something with. So I'm like, I'll just chop it up in here. It's the beauty of breakfast burritos. You can kind of just throw everything in it and just go, here you go. Um, yeah. Oh, and uh, and uh, bell pepper. 
So I just kind of threw that all together. Um, and now I can just scoop out a couple scoops into a tortilla with some cheese, heat it up, and boom, breakfast burrito for the next few days. I've done, I've done a thing where I took a, a dozen eggs, scrambled them up, took a pound or so of chorizo, and then I just like prepped a bunch of breakfast burritos, would wrap them in each in, in foil, yep. and then uh, just throw them in the freezer, and then we would just uh, drop them in the, the convection oven whenever we were ready and Maybe I'll do that again because my husband really liked that. I've done that before. Yeah. If there's anything that's like really solid in terms of uh, food prep, breakfast burritos is one of them. Breakfast in general is pretty easy. Like you can do pretty easy like egg McMuffin style things with sure. um, English muffins. You know. We're so off topic. All right. I know. Thank All you right. for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks Th for understanding. <clears throat> my name is Andrew. My name is Emily. Goodbye. Bye.